This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Before we head into this next segment, we want to invite you to visit our website. The website is, it's very creative, realpresenceradio.com. Dot dot com. Com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I am totally on a commercial kick this morning, aren't I? That's what I, I was going to tell you about during the break. But There's an app for that. Um, again, realpresenceradio.com, where you can find all of our shows, uh, the podcasts, programming for your local area. Uh, you can submit a prayer intention, find the latest cancellations, announcements, everything to do with coronavirus precautions in parishes and dioceses around our listening area. Again, Real Presence Radio. Dot com. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm Emily Leadham. And we are broadcasting this morning from St. Lambert Parish in eastern Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we're joined on the phone this morning by Ruby Matichik. Ruby, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Thanks for being with us today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, before we get into our interview? Who is Ruby Matichik? Okay. Well, first of all, um, thank you for inviting me to your program. Uh, my name is Ruby Matejic, and I'm a staff member of the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Health in Rapid City, South Dakota. And I currently serve as the parish um, COVID response coordinator. Um, during normal times, I serve as the parish event coordinator. And um, I'm originally from the Philippines, and my husband and I have lived in Rapid City for the past 26 years. And uh, we have two grown-up children. One living Great. in North Dakota and one in New York. Oh my! No, how oh, yep. how's the, how is the one in New York doing? <laughs> she actually escaped to Wisconsin, so she's in Wisconsin now. But oh, she'll she... be returning there this month. <laughs> I I don't know if I would ever say going to Wisconsin is an escape, but then I'm from Minnesota, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby, how, so how did you end up being uh, what, what the parish response coordinator for COVID nineteen? Is that what you said you are the role you're playing right now? Um, yes, yes, uh, that's the, the role I uh, temporarily play. Um, in mid March, um, as soon as um, social distancing was ordered across the country, our pastor, uh, Father Brian Christensen, um, realized that uh, um, having a coronavirus response coordinator will help the cathedral serve um, the parish and um, the entire community as well. So um, as the event coordinator, uh, one of my regular responsibilities is to work with a pastor on um, all the phases of our stewardship program. So um, um, at this you know time of pandemic, the uh, call for stewardship, stewardship of time, prayer, uh, talent, pressure, faith, um, it's you know, louder and stronger. So um, the stewardship responsibility of my um, regular job um, led me to become the COVID-19 response coordinator. Hmm. And there's been some beautiful things happening. We hear from donations or people helping uh, pr- to provide meals or making phone calls. Can you tell us about these things and how it's maybe strengthened the community of your parish? Sure. Yeah. Um so we have, um, um, when we started social distancing and self-isolation, our first concern as a parish was our concern for our homebound and elderly members. And so um, early on, our 
um, able <laughs> parish members uh, really step forward without being asked. They all just one by one step forward to offer their help in any way that's needed. So, uh, so we formed a group of active disciples, and um, the group quickly grew, and um, we started calling the group the Cathedral Helpers. Um, there are about 50 um, of us, um, of the members in the group. And so um, we began a coordinated effort to reach out to our parishioners. Um, so we started with the 65 and older members. We made care calls to them to check on their needs, um, inform them about the availability of online masses. We prayed with them. We let them know that really the parish family is here for them. Um, and so we moved on after the 65 and older group. We, uh, we are now reaching out to our young adults and the middle-aged um, members of our parish, and we're making um, care calls to them. And uh, by the end of this month, we would, uh, you know, uh, hope to complete all 1,300, um, uh, reaching out to um, all 1,300 um, households of our parish. Um, so one of the things that we have also incorporated in our calls is uh, some training that um, Jim Kenyon of the Catholic Social Services here in Rapid City um, he um, gave us some training and some basic skills on uh, mental health screen- screening, and we have incorporated that knowledge in our care calls um, as well. So um, it is, um, it's so um, uplifting and heartwarming when you hear the grateful voices of our parishioners when they receive the care calls that um, they didn't really expect to get from us. Mm. And um, the callers also themselves are enjoying making the calls and connecting with fellow parishioners. Um, in fact, uh, we have um, our deacon Raul. He he's enjoying um, you know reconnecting with parishioners so much, and he says this is way too much fun. <laughs> so you know <laughs> the idea of fun in the midst of COVID nineteen yeah. is um, is uplifting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's the care call part, and then along with the other things, um, we also have been um, cooking cooking meals for the Cornerstone Rescue Mission. Um, that's the homeless shelter in Rapid City. Um, we have active disciples who signed up, sign up to cook a dish at their own homes, and then they drop off the food at the cathedral, and then one person um, takes all the cooked meals. Um, to the mission, and that's, um, you know, to be served for the supper for the 100 or so residents of the homeless shelter. Um, So that's one of the things, uh, one of the um, um, services that um, we have signed up for, and um, people are... The amazing thing is, um, you know, it's... You you don't have to search hard or ask people. They They just simply willingly, you know, sign up. They hear, hear about it, and they say, I want to cook for the mission, too. So it's, uh, it's a very um, inspiring kind of uh, response. Um, also, um, we have um, been doing donation drives. We um, collect um, canned goods for the pantry, the church response pantry. We have collected um, personal items for the elderly care packages that the Oyate Health Center um, takes. Um, to their um, clinic patients who are, um, you know, um, getting their prescriptions delivered. And then we've also started collecting diapers and other items for the Cheyenne River Reservation for their mother and um, baby care packages. 
and uh, there's so many other things. But uh, let me just mention a few more. Uh, uh, we have been making masks for um, hospital workers, and then some of our um, cathedral helpers also have been helping on-site um, with volunteer work at the Cornerstone Mission and then also at the Eating South Dakota food distribution. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's a mm-hmm. very um, diverse um, set of services that we have been um, um, doing to um, serve the community as well as uh, our parish um, our parish family. Ruby, I love all of these examples that you're sharing because I think it really points to just the church at work uh, in the world. And sometimes we just want to be a bit more comfortable. I think there's a reality that your parish could have easily uh, kind of rode the waves until things were back in action, if you will, um, or or just kind of shut down uh, entirely. And yet there's really a creativity that you brought forward. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, just thank you for your work and uh, w- beautiful vision of your pastor to respond to the needs in this way. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for sharing those ideas with us. And I hope that many of our listeners will also take them and uh, really be able to apply them in their own parishes, which is beautiful. Yes, yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, it, uh, it was really inspiring to witness, um, you know, the stewardship in action in our parish community. And, you know, like you said, when you least expect people to, you know, get up and offer their services and you expect them to just kind of hunker down and isolate themselves, we have seen the opposite. We've Mm -hmm. seen generosity and um, self-sacrifice for the sake of others. So that's the inspiring part. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thanks for being with us today, Ruby. Okay, thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. God bless you and, and, and the Cathedral Parish of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City. Okay, thank you. Yep. Good day. Bye. South Dakotans. How cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, really quite visionary, actually, of that pastor to say, hey, what can we do amidst this? And we're actually going to designate uh, kind of a point person to not let this time be wasted, which that's been something that you and I have had conversations mm-hmm. about. What are elements of this experience that we want to bring forward with us and to carry with us? One of early on, um, one of the memes that I saw on social media during the pandemic with lockdown and uh, no public masses was the church um, hasn't been closed. The church has been deployed. Hmm. Speaking to the reality that we, uh, we as the body of Christ, as members of the church, um, yes, we can't come into our physical churches or at least for mass. Uh, Some, some places not even go into the church. um, And yet we, as members of the church have actually, uh, we've always been launched into the world, but in a particular way now um, we, in a sense, don't have any, our choice could be to hunker down at home and, you know, eat chips and binge on, TV shows, but who does that? How do you feel like you've done? Uh, de- that's an honest question. De- deployed. Uh, that's that is a fair question. Uh, okay, to be honest, I think um, just thinking, especially of, of neighbors. There's been some neighbors who tried to connect with, and hey, mm-hmm. how's it going? We got one of our immediate neighbors is in his eighties, um, so just trying to check in with him on occasion. Um, Probably more of like pulse taking with people, Emily, to be honest. What do you mean pulse taking? See how people are doing. Yeah. Like uh, emotional check-ins, if you will. Emotional check-ins. Yes. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think that's a good question. I think well, we it was yours, have... So of course, <laughs> Thank you. I forgot about that. <laughs> 
I, uh, I think we have leaned into the change of pace for our family, which has really been a gift, an unexpected gift. And that's, and I would say that's a place where, uh, I was, I felt deployed into my home, mm. um, that's really good. if into my domestic church. So that's been beautiful. Um, yeah, what I have a question for you yeah, with go. that, actually. So I was talking with a friend recently about just this, about, um, and you and I have talked about this uh, in other in other ways. How are we going to, to maintain this, right? The good things that have come from the lockdowns, how are we going to maintain it? And, and to that thing about pace of life, um, I think so much of, of the hectic pace of our lives is our own doing. Yeah. How how do you any yeah, ideas yet, and how you're going to keep your because it's not people making us do these things usually some things yes but those things where we have control how what are your thoughts for yourself or anybody who were to ask you how are you going to maintain that pace when you're able to speed up again when you have the possibility of speeding up again I'm praying for the courage to be able to say no mm. to things without the fear of missing out. I'm a FOMO. I'm a lifelong FOMO sufferer, fear of missing out. And I am really praying for the courage. My husband is better at this because he's naturally more introverted. Yeah. Uh, I really need the grace to be okay saying no even to good things so that I can say yes more freely to those those things. And that doesn't mean say no to everything. That's not at all what I'm saying. But um, there are some times where it's like, I just don't want to say no because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings or sure. I don't want to miss out or I don't want to. And being more attentive to discerning that. Being okay. Well, that's something we'll have to talk about more when we have more time is... Yeah. Uh, FOMO because I mean it's a new term but it's a it's a <laughs> it's an age old problem that many of us face yeah and 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 how how the Lord wants to heal us of yeah that. amen yeah amen. it's a, there's a wound in there somewhere I'm sure some to, uh, <laughs> let's see what, what's the term we'll talk about that some other time <laughs> that's not the term <laughs> so uh, we're gonna take a break here and when we come back we're gonna take some time to pray and slow down to Emily's point um, for your specific intentions during the most holy rosary of uh, the blessed Virgin Mary. What do you, what you need to pray for? We're going to offer up this rosary for you. That's coming up next when real presence live continues. This is real presence live where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news. That is always good. We're local engaging and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 